Hey everyone, welcome to By Our Love Podcast. This is Charlton and Natasha. We are a large Christian family living abroad in East Africa, and we would like to invite you along on our journey of faith, hope, and love. On this podcast, we're going to be discussing our Christian walk, kingdom convictions, discipleship, and church planting, as well as international adoption, the ins and outs of daily life as a family of 12, and inviting on special guests that motivate and inspire us. We hope to be a source of encouragement and challenge the status quo. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back. On today's episode, we are going to have a roundtable discussion with a couple of my sisters. We will be talking about the head covering. Uh, I have actually received quite a few questions regarding the head covering um, since our last episode. And if you guys have not listened to our first episode on the head covering, go ahead and stop this and go and listen to that. I think it sets a really good groundwork and puts our discussion today in context. And so, um, yeah, definitely go listen to that if you haven't yet. So I am here with my dear sister, Betty, and Chloe, and they both have different backgrounds and stories, great testimonies, and so I'll just start by introducing them and having them share a little bit about themselves. Yeah, thanks for that introduction, Natasha. Um, I am Chloe. I'm 18, and I grew up in a household that my mom covered my whole life, so I've had a lot of experience seeing the power of the head covering and um, what it does in our lives and how God uses that. Um, my mom started covering at 19. She was converted. Um, they didn't know anyone who was covering. She found the scripture in 1 Corinthians about where it talks about the woman covering her head. Um, and so she just started doing it. She's like, you know, better to err on the safe side of this and start doing it and see what happens rather than disobey it when I feel like this is what it's saying. So she started then um, and has been covering since then. So with that experience in mind, um, I'm really looking forward to today's discussion and to hearing the other's views on it and to see where we have similar views and where they vary a little bit. So looking forward to that. Hello, uh, my name is Betty and I am 25. I, I, I am a practicing teacher. And yeah, when I was at college, um, I was going down a path which was really dark. Well, I grew up as a Christian, but not a Christian who was really um, dedicated about their Christian work. So the moment I got a chance to be free and do stuff my own way, it turned out really different. And I started questioning whether I was a Christian or not a Christian. So that's how I came across uh, this amazing sister of mine, Natasha, and she picked interest in me, and we started digging in, into the Bible, trying to learn the Bible, trying to understand what it really meant to be a Christian. And on, uh, on that journey, I learned a lot of things, and in, among those very many things that I learned came the head covering, and since I was devoted and wanted so much to follow the Bible and what it says, I had to cover my head because it was what I saw in the Bible. It challenged me that I was a Christian and I had never seen it. It was really crazy. Um, so I wanted to do it, but I was also faced with a fear of how will I fit in with my friends at college because I was still at college. So it was really hard, crazy, <laughs> brought a lot of shame and doubt in my heart, but having being surrounded by strong believers and who are following the Bible to the dot, it gave me courage to pass through the challenges that I was going through and the small persecutions that I faced. So yeah, I look forward to share in details what I've learned and come to appreciate about the head covering and why I think it's very important for a woman to do. Yeah, Betty's story is very interesting because she started 
um, covering when she was in college. And so all of her friends and teachers and acquaintances, they saw her one way and then they saw her transform into really another person. And she has faced a lot of persecution with her peers. Can you share with us like some things that people have said to you in school and questions they've asked you? And it's it's really unbelievable, actually. Yeah. Well, it was really um, tons or like a lot of questions, a lot of actions towards me and they were most of them were really spiteful I would say they, they always put me like out of place um there was a time I didn't want to go to the university like I would prepare to go for for lectures but then remembering what happened the previous day I didn't want to go and like there was like most of my friends thought I had become a Muslim or I had married a Muslim guy or I'm pregnant for a Muslim guy and this Muslim guy is forcing me to um, cover my head. I would really explain to them what I was doing and try to direct them to the Bible. They didn't really take me serious. They thought I was still covering up and some of them thought I had joined some kind of a cult. Like they, they also they asked me these weird questions and like, well, so now you cover your head. What will be the next thing? Are they going to tell you to undress before you go to church? Well, it wasn't only my peers and my lecturers saying this, even my parents were saying the same thing. So I was facing these pressures from different sides. One time we were doing an exam and then uh, the lecturer saw me covering and then he went straight to look at my ID and my ID was, had a name Betty. And they know well Betty is not a, a Muslim name because for him in his mind he thought only Muslims should cover their heads. So when he saw that I thought I was scheming on how I should cheat on the exam. So he pulled my head covering right off my head. Wait, so your your professor pulled your head covering off in the middle of class? Yes, in the middle of, a uh, of an exam. In the middle so, of an exam. Yes, I was trying to concentrate and then there came this man who pulled off my head covering and I was trying tried to cover myself. I didn't know what to do. I was like, can I, should I continue writing the exam? Should I stop? Should I go out? I was just confused. And I wanted to pray at the same time. I couldn't even pray because I didn't have my, cover, my head covering on. So it was really crazy. I had to go out and explain, explain like for 30 minutes. And then he was like, well, okay, you can go back and do your exam. But he didn't allow me to go back with my head covering. So I was disturbed the whole time of like an exam was for three hours. For three hours, I was disturbed because I didn't have my head covering on. So it was crazy. And not it wasn't only my professor who did that. My friends would always run up to me and pull off my head covering. And I would be like, what is this thing you're putting on? You look so weird. You look like someone who has come to sell things in the university. <laughs> so um, for people who don't, um, who are not familiar with Uganda and um, the culture here. Why would somebody think just because you have a head covering on that you are selling things? Why is that? Uh, because um, the mamas, the Ugandan mamas here who sell, um, who sell like bananas or mangoes, they always cover their heads because they are going to carry their baskets and put them on their heads. So the covering would help them from feeling a lot of pressure on their head. So you do see a lot of women who do cover here. I think even more so in the village, wouldn't you say? Because the, the city here, we're in the capital city, Kampala, it's very westernized and people are very interested in movies and TV shows and very influenced by the West. Um, so if somebody were to ask you that, is it easier for a woman to cover in Uganda because women who, you know, sell fruits and vegetables cover, mamas in the village cover, there are a lot of Muslims that cover, what would you say? Do you think it's easier to cover here than it would in the West or in Europe or wherever? Well, for me, uh, I would say it, it is a little bit easier to cover here, depending on where you are. Uh, if you're in Uganda, 
and in a part of Uganda called Kampala, where fashion is the trend to go, like everyone is trying to go Western. Like the most beautiful thing to do is looking like a movie star, looking like uh, Jennifer Lopez or Nicki Minaj. They have all these nice fashions that people think they are very fashionable, which are so immodest, of course. So like, if you're in Kampala, it is not that easy. It also depends on which, what profession are you doing. If you're going to be a lawyer or a judge or a teacher or like any kind of professionality, they do not expect you to do certain things unless you are Muslim. Well, on the other side, if you are in a village, it, it's okay. But still, it would also be for only the grown-up women like who are married would cover, but not like a young girl of 20 who is not married. They wouldn't cover. So why do the married women cover in the village? Well, for them, because they don't want to comb their hair. Like okay. <laughs> They don't want to comb their hair. I they think it's that. easier uh, no, I'm just to just <laughs> put, throw on a head covering and go. And they don't really attach anything to it. Okay. They're just wearing it because they are covering They're their busy. uncombed hair. They're busy. And they are very busy in they, the garden yeah. and collecting firewood. So, yeah. Okay. But if you're here in Kampala and they see you covering it, they'll always associate you with someone who is jobless or you are marginalized, you are not really that important because like the mamas who are selling vegetables or fruits, they would consider them as people of low class. So people would look down upon you? Yes, they would. Okay. And so Chloe, you live in Boston, Massachusetts. Chloe is here for a few months. She is helping with his image ministries. Chloe is a doula, and she has such a love for children and babies, and it is just wonderful having her here. She's been here for a few weeks now, and I really wanted to have Chloe in this discussion because she grew up wearing the head covering. She had a mother who covered, and Betty and I have not had that. Um, we've come to these truths and scriptures on our own and um, just did not have parents that, that were there. So I thought she'd be great for this discussion. Um, so how is it covering in a city like Boston? Yeah, so not many people do it in Boston. Um, there's a lot of Muslims, so kind of similar to what Betty was saying, people assume that we're Muslim or Jewish. But at the same time, it brings up so much discussion about my Christianity and um, just going downtown into Boston, people asking, like, why do you wear that? Like, you don't quite look like a Muslim, but... Only Muslims do that. Um, so it does bring up a lot of opportunities to talk about Jesus and the Bible and share who we are, which I'm very grateful for. So with that being said, uh, let's talk about when we wear our head covering. This was a question that I got um, a lot. I actually posted on Instagram, you know, if you have any head covering questions, let us know. And quite a few women asked this question. When do you wear the head covering? Do you wear it all the time? Should it just be praying and prophesying? Is it wrong to wear it if you're not praying and prophesying? So I would love to hear what you ladies think about that and what your practice is. Yeah, so I'll start. And then, Betty, if you want to expand a little bit on that, that'd be great. Um, so for me, I wear it all the time. I mean, not, not to bed or like at home. I'll take it off if I'm cleaning or busy doing something. Um, but I think there's a few aspects that go into why I wear it all the time. One that's really big for me is, you know, the Bible talks about the hair being the woman's glory. And, you know, seeing, especially the Western culture, it's so true. Like, if you look at the magazines in the store, they all have curled, long hair that's, like, very attractive and beautiful. Um, and it, it is, it's beautiful and attractive. Um, and so for me, I see a big component of that being modesty. Um, I, I cover my head like I cover my body, um, and I want to be modest. So that's, that's one component that goes into it. And then also, like the Bible says, to wear it for prayer and prophecy. Um, and it also talks about, you know, praying without ceasing and always being ready to give an answer for the hope that lieth within you. Um, and so for me, it's just convenient, like, to be able to pray at any moment without having to go and find a head covering. Being ready to, when I'm downtown, say, this is why I do this. Um, and I had shared before that it is 
it is a great conversation starter. So it's another component. Um, so there's there's a lot of components into why why I would wear it on a regular basis. It really is a great conversation starter. Like even here in Uganda, um, you know, some people think that maybe I only cover because I'm in Uganda. Like it's easier to do it here because, you know, other women do it. But it's not because there is such a huge expat community here. And um, just because I cover here does not mean I wouldn't cover in the States. I do practice the head covering and I I do wear it most of the time. I mean, if you come in my house, I will usually have it on. And the reason behind that for me is because I have nine children that are around and I have a teenager and from 15 down and I am always like I homeschool, I am teaching them, I'm praying with them. I am trying to to be that role model. So I want to set a good example for my children. And I always want to be ready to teach, to um, exhort, to pray. And my children notice too. Like if I'm getting ready to pray and I am not covered, you know, my son, he'll be like, oh, mama, you need a scarf. And he'll run and go get me a scarf. So really for practicality reasons, it's just easier to just wear it all the time. And also even going to the grocery store here, um, I have met some really great people and had wonderful conversations because of the head covering. And so what you're saying about it being a, a conversation starter, it is so true. And I probably would not have met some of the people who I have if I didn't cover. I uh, created a friendship with a, a Muslim lady because of the head covering, and we've gotten together several times and had great conversation about the Quran, about the Bible, about family and life. And so it's been really great. Um, and so, Betty, what do, you, what do you think? Well, um, I would want to lean more on what Chloe was saying and some bit of what Natasha said because um, for me <laughs> I have a different story like at first when I started work it was really hard for me to have my head covering all the time so sometimes I would wear it and sometimes I would not wear it and I felt so inconsistent in my actions it was crazy and because at first I had just understood it as women should wear their head coverings while praying and prophesying. And then I started thinking to myself, well, I'm not praying and prophesying all the time. So in that time, it was really hard. Uh, that's when I wanted to really understand more in depth. I searched the Bible and I stumbled across this verse that says, we ought to pray without ceasing. And I was like, well... How many times in a day do I pray? And how many times should I be praying? And what does it even mean without ceasing? And I tried to look up for the word ceasing, and I understood that non-stop. So that means if I am walking on the road and I bump into someone and they upset me, I ought to pray and Ask God to give me that calmness within me to make me calm, not to respond in a rude manner. So I'm like, well, when that happens, if I don't have my head covering on, would I pray or would I just act like a non-Christian or a non-believer? So with that in mind, it gave me the courage to just do it all the time because I realized that actually most of the times we are praying, even just saying praise the Lord, we are glorifying him, even just responding to to someone who is giving you a testimony or, or telling you what they have seen the Lord do in their lives and you just respond, amen. You are praying, you are praising the Lord, you are glorifying the Lord. Well, you should have your head covering still because prayer does not stop on Sunday or when you have the believers meeting around you, it is supposed to be 
all the time. Like I'm even forced to have my head covering when I'm going to bed because there are times I have like really strange dreams. So you sleep with your head covering? Yes, because I wow. can have strange okay. dreams. Uh-huh. And then I wake up and I start praying because it was a strange dream. I will not just wake up and start looking for the head covering in the night or in the dark. If I had it on, it would help. For me to just start off praying and just talk to God about it. There are nights when I have sleepless nights. I want to pray. I want to talk to my father. So what happens if I don't have a head covering? Yeah. So I basically wear it so much most of the times. And it's really amazing for me because I hate looking for things. When I'm going, I don't want to want to pray and start looking for my head covering. That would really frustrate me and I don't want frustrations there have been times and I don't know if anybody's done this but if I'm like like it's early in the morning and I'm out uh, around the house or whatever sometimes I'll even put my hand like on top of my yeah head, I've done and that I'm like, too Lord. I actually read about that in um <laughs> In The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom, she had this Jewish man staying in her house and he went to pray and he didn't have his his little prayer cap. Is that what you call it? A prayer cap? I don't know. Um, and so he put his hand on his head. I'm like, hey, that's a really great idea. Um, but I actually don't sleep with a head covering and I do pray sometimes in bed and you know, some people would even say, well, when you shower, like, like, I don't know, what would you guys say about that? If somebody chooses not to sleep with a head covering or during your showers or during other times, I mean, like, would you, would, do you think that God won't hear you if you happen to pray and your head is not covered? Oh, well, I don't think God would not hear you, but, um, I also think we are very different at different levels and we are all convicted differently. I think it also depends on the purity of your heart. Like at that moment, you do not have a head covering, but your heart is very pure. You want to talk to your God. So go ahead and pray. Well, for me, I do it because my thoughts are something, they're something else. Like every time I'm going to do something, I think like five times, even just making a decision, it takes me like, three days to decide whether to do something or not. So I don't want to first think and like, well, even after doing something, I'll go back and contemplate and think, well, what would I have done different in that situation? I don't want to have such kind of thoughts. That's why I have my head covering all the time to avoid my thoughts and coming through and having to think about so many why I did what I did, why I did it in a certain way. I don't want that. Yeah. But I also don't judge a person who would end up praying in the, in the, pray in the shower. Like, they slipped. And they're like, oh, God, help me. Or like, I need you. <laughs> so like, well, they were, they were taking a shower. I think God had them, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I... The idea of putting your hand on your head cracks me up. I, I haven't done that one, but <laughs> <laughs> I have, you know, used a lot of things besides I've used towels and, you know, I'm in the kitchen cooking and I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't put my head covering on this morning. Um, but in answer to your question about, like, does God hear you without a head covering? I would say he absolutely does. Um, Amen. Yeah. He, he hears you when you call out to him. Um, and I've, I've prayed many times, like you said, in the shower or in bed or where I'm, I'm just like, he knows, like, I, it's fine. Um, and so I definitely think that he does answer, but it's obviously ideal for me to wear a head covering when I'm praying. But that doesn't always happen, and I think that's okay. So I think it would be interesting to talk about the style of head covering. There are so many different styles out there, and we, believe it or not, we are not Amish. We are not Mennonite. We wouldn't even say we're Anabaptist. Uh, We are Christians. We are simple Christians trying to follow after Christ, trying to obey Scripture. And I want to make that very clear because if you see us, we're not uniformed. We don't have, you know, we all won't be wearing the same style of clothes. We all won't be wearing the same style of head covering. There is diversity and I think there should be diversity. Scripture does not tell us that, um, you know, the, the exact color or style, but we do know that 
our heart should be submissive. You know, there, there is, there, there, it's a heart issue. Um, and, and that we shouldn't be drawing attention to ourselves, um, not wearing costly attire. I think that would apply to the head covering as well. Um, but with that being said, I don't think that there is anything wrong with women wearing the same style of head covering. Personally, I don't, I don't have an, an issue with that. But that is just not what we practice. In our church, all the women do cover. Um, we all have come to that same conviction. And that is a practice in our church. But we do have flexibility in that. So what do you guys think about the style? Um, this is a big question as well out there. Can it be smaller, bigger, color, size? Like, let's talk about that. Yeah, so amen to everything you said. Um, I, so for, for my life, you know, growing up in a home where we've covered and my mom's covered and we have gone through so many different styles um, and a lot of it's just like, you try something and it works for a long time and then you're like, okay, this is getting annoying. I'm going to try something else. <laughs> um, so, you know, my mom started out with cutting up my dad's t-shirts when she first found a verse in Corinthians and just tying that on her head. And then it kind of, you know, changed over, over time. Um, and so I have, I have five sisters and my mom and we cover and we all cover differently. Um, so we all have different styles and different things that work for us. And even myself, I, I don't just wear one style. Um, sometimes I wear a flowing veil. Sometimes I don't. Some, like, sometimes I just wear one wrapped around my head. Um, so I think it, it varies a lot just on your preferences and what works and what's most comfortable and all that. Um, yeah, so I see kind of my guidelines for how I cover my head is I, I view it similar to the way I dress. Like, is it modest? Is it plain? Am I wearing it to draw attention? Um, so those are kind of some of the guidelines that I go off when I'm covering myself. Wow. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, hmm. like Natasha said, I think um, it's a hard issue. Like, what are you convicted to do? Because um, even in the Bible, we don't see a certain style that we should be using as um, a cookie cutter, like how, how far, how high, how low, how front to the, to the, head, to the forehead should your head, head covering be. Um, uh, I, for myself, I have also worn head, my head covering in very many ways. But like I, now I do it a little bit different. I would love for my head covering to be, uh, to cover most of the hair for certain personal reasons because um, at work, uh, every time I wore my head covering, leaving part of the hair out, uh, it would draw this kind of attention to me that I don't like. I hate attention. Everyone would come up to me and they're like, wow, your hair is so beautiful. Why do you even bother putting that thing on your head? Yes. So yes. Uh, I don't like people to think of my beauty as like just looking at my head, my hair, because my beauty shouldn't be on my outside appearance. Like I think my beauty should be an inward thing that comes out of me, not just of what they see on me. Like your hair is beautiful. Like people would tell me how beautiful my hair is and it would disturb my mind. So I had to pull my head covering a little bit low because I don't want people to be saying that about me. Like, I shouldn't be receiving glory because of how I look like and how my physical appearance is. I think it's I should be seen in a in a different view. Like, wow, she understands the word of the Lord. Oh, she's obeying the word. Oh, she's really she's practicing good Christianity. Oh, she's loving the Lord. Like that's what I would want to see. Not someone coming to me to talk about my hair. I don't think it's beautiful, but well, it draws attention. People think my hair is beautiful, so hard to change. But I also don't think, I don't really judge people who wear it in a different way because there is diversity. I mean, I'm Ugandan and I am sitting with two Americans and still we are different in our own ways. Even in personalities, we are different. Yeah. 
So that's what I would say about the style. It should come from within you. It should be a personal issue. So long as you're doing it with um, sincerity of heart. You're not trying to be seen or to show people how perfect you are. You're just simply trying to follow the word of the Lord and obey the Lord because obedience is a thing to the Lord. And that, it, that's so funny about um, mentioning your hair. I have a funny story that I'll share, and I know my mom won't mind. Mom, if you're listening, I love you. Um, so I, my background is actually, like, I grew up Lutheran, and then we went to an evangelical church, Church of Christ. Like, we've, I've kind of been traveling along, like, the Christian churches and spectrum and whatever. And so I didn't start covering until my 20s. And uh, last time I went to visit my mom, my hair was down, and, you know, uh, I think I got a hair trim. And she was like, oh, your hair, oh, it's so beautiful, it's so long. She's like, how come God gave you that hair and you just cover it up with those rags? He should have given me that hair. I'd appreciate it. And, I mean, it was just, it was kind of a funny moment. I'm like, mom, (laughs) this is crazy. Um, I was like, but listen, you know, and she knows why I do it. I think it was a shock to my family when I first started covering and um, and dressing modestly. Like my brother, he was like, okay, you are taking this Christianity thing way too far. And like, you know, my mom is just kind of a funny joke calling, calling my head coverings like rags. Take that rag off your head. Um but I know that, you know, it's in love. She loves me. She respects what I'm doing. And I love her very much. And even in our family, like, that doesn't offend me. I'm not going to get upset and, you know, mm-hmm. go cry in the corner. Like, I'm taking my <laughs> ball and going home. Like, <laughs> like, no. I mean, I think that we need to to have humility and understanding. And we are, if you do cover, you are going to receive criticism from other Christian women who do not cover. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's easy for women to feel judged because, like, they're like, okay, wait, like, I'm Christian. Why are you being weird? Like, we don't have to do this. (laughs) Um, And we're not doing it in a judgmental way at all. Um, You know, just just reading the scriptures and trying to obey them in the most literal sense possible. Um, So definitely not doing it to judge others. No, or, yeah, not judging, not belittling, like, I'm doing this, so I'm right, yeah. holier than thou. Uh-huh. Um, that, that's definitely not the mindset. And I think if that is your mindset, maybe you want to take, take it your off. head covering yes, off. Yes, amen. <laughs> um, yeah. Because that, that's not the right attitude. If your heart is not in the right spot, if you, I mean, the, the head covering and different things should be like an, a, an outward like, it's from an inward change, that, yes. that the outward, like, it should start on the inside mm-hmm. and overflows to the outside. And, um, yeah, I think if, if people are having those kind of attitudes, that is, uh, there's something deeper there, and uh, that, that should be changed. Yeah. So, what is the proper age to start covering? I have been listening to different teachings and... Um, other podcasts and some people think that the head covering is only for married women. Some people think that you can only wear your head covering once you're baptized. Um, There are lots of different thoughts on the head covering and uh, I know scripture is not super, it's not super black and white like this is when you wear it and uh, this is the age and I'm what what would you guys think? I'm a married woman, and I cover, but you both are single, and you cover. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that's a big subject with most people don't agree on. Um, so for my family, I covered since I was a little girl. Um, my parents kind of take the view of once you're old enough to keep it on and mature enough to keep it on your head, start wearing it, um, which I'm so thankful for. And for, for us, there's a couple components that go into that. One is, you know, as a child, I was not wearing makeup and pants and, you know, all that. And so the, the thought was, you know, if we're not 
if we're teaching these girls to become women, why not do it all the way? Um, so that's, that's why we covered. Um, and as far as wearing it as a married woman versus not married, I think there's still, there's still that idea of men being the head of women, whether you're married or not. And that's how God created us. And so still to be under God's authority, we're under man's authority, whether we're married or not. Um, so for me, that would be my father. And showing that I am in submission and do care what the brothers in my life think and, you know, their spiritual guidance. Um, so that's, that's part of the reason why I would cover. And also back to, the, back to covering as a little girl, I, I missed, missed a part of that. Um, the other reason is that I've had friends where, you know, they don't, get cover, they don't start covering until they get baptized. And I think it creates a lot of peer pressure to get baptized because, I mean, you feel bad if you're the only young woman not covering and everyone else is baptized. Um, and so I think it's good to remove some of that peer pressure about conversion and make sure it's coming from a place of seeking God and that's it, nothing else. So those are some of the components that go into that. Wow, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> Some unpacking. Um, well, um, what age? Whew. I know, that's a tough question. It right? is. It is so tough. Like, what age should one start covering? Well, just to go with what Chloe has just shared. Um, for them and their family, they had to cover, you said as young as four or something, or as long as you could keep it on. Yeah, yeah like... Like, seeing what I've gone through at the university, uh, starting covering at the university, I really think um, just a young girl growing up covering their head, it serves them a lot of things, like a lot of these persecutions, a lot of these peer pressure, you know? I even reached a time when I would cover when I'm around the church premises and then don't cover when I'm going somewhere else because why? It was a new thing. But if a girl is taught from the beginning by their mothers to cover their head, it's, it's, it's a culture that grows within them and they don't have to struggle whether to do it or not do it. Yeah, like it helps to take away all these pressures that may rise as the child is growing up, as, a, as they are growing up. And also, um, like still to say a little bit more about what Chloe said, like obeying God's order of creation. Like when God was creating, he created man to be over woman. Like woman was not created first. I mean, man was created first. So that shows some kind of hierarchy in how creation should look like. So for a young girl like of 15 or 13 or even nine just covering their head, they're trying to, to show to the world and to God that they are really respecting how God intended for creation to be like. It doesn't matter whether you're, not, you're married or not. Okay, what happens if you never get married? Won't you turn into a woman? Because it doesn't say wives, you should cover the, your heads while praying and prophesying. It says women, not wives. Like women, have, it, it's, it's a big thing. There are women who are young women, who are single, who are like widows, unmarried and wives, they are all women. So it doesn't really, like for me, um, it doesn't really have to be a debating issue on at what age, uh, exactly what age, like like what Chloe said, as long as the, the person can keep their head covering on, it's good. Like it's good for them to grow up with this culture. I mean, families have their own cultures and they try so hard to raise their children in the way they think they should be raised. So if I am a, a daughter at my father's home and I am wearing a head covering, I'm just trying to show him that I respect you, you're a man, and you have some kind of authority over me, and I respect that God chose for it to be like that. Yeah, and then also one other thing is I know for like my parents' families who are not you know, as conservative as we are, um, seeing us covering as little girls, they're like, oh, why are you forcing them to do that? Like, that's so mean. But I think there's a natural desire in little girls to be like their moms. Like, you love your mom as a little girl. I want to be like her. So that, I think part of that just comes naturally. Like, little girls are like, hey, I want to look like mama, you know? So they dress up in her clothes and put on a head covering. And so that's very true. Yeah.
Yeah, like sometimes um, the little girls, if they wear a head covering, they're like, could you make it like yours? Yes, so cute. I want like yours, mama. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear the baby crying in the background, but um, we are just at my in-home studio, a.k.a. living room, and my one-year-old is screaming in the background, so sorry about that if you hear that unprofessionalness. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, so in our home, um, my little girls do not wear the head covering. Um, my 15-year-old daughter, she does wear it all the time. And she is a very, not just obedient child, but she is very submissive. And there is joy in her heart over that. And when she first came to live with us, Carol, when she was 11, she didn't start covering right away. It wasn't until um, 12 and 13. And once, you know, we sat down and had that conversation. I'm like, hey, you know, we, we talked about 1 Corinthians 11. We talked about modesty. We talked about all of these things. And I was like, this is your choice. You can cover or, you know, you don't need to at this time here. Um, a lot of the young girls, their hair is shaved. So it's not like, um, like a big fashion statement. I mean, it just, it, it is what, it is what it is. I mean, a lot of young girls have their hair shaved, um, because of school. Yeah. So she would have been obeying the Bible either way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. But <clears throat> I didn't want this back and forth, especially with a teenager. I'm going to cover. I'm not going to cover. I'm going to cover. I'm not going to cover. If you're going to do it, do it. But if not, don't do it. Um, and Carol has chosen to cover and she, she is just so beautiful. Like you guys, I cannot talk enough about my 15 year old. Like she has such a wonderful heart and she is actually, um, unconverted. She is not a Christian yet. And um, I think that's a whole nother story that we're not. Yeah, that gets into a long conversation. That's that's a Charlton um, discussion, theological discussion. But Carol feels like she is still counting the cost. She's 15. She's still so young. And deciding to be a Christian, that's a big deal. That's not just something to take lightly. Um, It changes your entire life. And she is looking at this very serious. She sees that we are very serious. And when she, if she decides that she wants to become a Christian, she's going to do it with her whole heart. She will be 100% in. And she is waiting until she's ready for that, which I find very admirable. I think it's a good thing. Um, And it's not something I want to push her into, into, you know, until she says that she is ready for that, and then I'm there. Yeah, and also as Natasha was speaking and how young girls want to look like their moms, it got me thinking of um, a verse in in the Old Testament. I think it's in Deuteronomy or Exodus. I'm not so sure. Like where it talks about uh, parents to teach their children. Right. You know, teach their children all these laws and uh, Bible teachings so, so that when they grow up, they, they may not depart from them. Like, so if you're a mom, you want to teach your children what you see in the Bible. Don't, you are not forcing them, but you are teaching them so that when they grow up, they may choose not to depart from it. Like, just, like for me, things about the Bible, they are like clear for me, like, Everything I see in the Bible is as clear as it can be. I don't really debate about it. Like when the Bible instructs moms and fathers to teach their children all these laws and all these doctrines and all these verses and scriptures um, so that when their children don't grow up, it's not a small thing for me. Like even when I get married, I will tell them, I will show them that a woman is supposed to dress like this. I will not be forcing them, but I'll be teaching them because if they choose to go with it, then it will be a strong thing for them. They'll hold it dear because they learned it from childhood. So I really think um, it should be a family thing to decide, but you also leave it to your children as well. You can show them, you tell them. Like Natasha said, she had a conversation with her child at 13 years, and she chose. I don't really think you forced her, but you taught her. You taught her. The Bible tells you to teach 
you should teach them so when they grow up they may not depart from what you've taught them not out of force or coercion but because they appreciate what you taught them right and and also the reasons behind it if you just tell somebody this is what you need to do but you don't practice it you don't live it out and they don't see the importance spiritually or otherwise well that's just hypocritical um and we definitely want to stay away from that but like I don't know even when Ava was little and I first started covering I remember somebody asked me like Ava was like three or four, like, why do you cover, but you don't make your daughter cover? And I just want to say that I do not have all the answers. I don't have it all figured out. Charlton and I, um, you know, we're, we're just kind of, sometimes I feel like we're figuring things out as we're going along. And yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so please like, don't look at us as like this ideal of head covering because honestly, follow me as I follow Christ like that. That's it. And we're, we're just trying to follow Christ in, in the best way that we can. And uh, we mess up sometimes, but I don't know. So somebody was asking that, me that about my daughter, like, why doesn't she cover? And I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to get her to sit well. Like <laughs> that is hard enough. Sometimes, you know, getting your child dressed can be hard on some days, you know, making sure they're fed and their school's getting done. I mean, it's like, one thing at a time, like it can be a bit overwhelming. And, and also children are different. Some children are quite um, naturally, how shall I say, rebellious. <laughs> and it, it's harder for some children to be submissive. Maybe they'll obey. Their heart is just, it's still developing. It's still like, I mean, it's not as easy. And so, um, yeah, for, for our family, that is not something we, like I have a nine-year-old and she doesn't cover. Occasionally on Sunday, she'll be like, mommy, could you please put a head covering on me or, you know, a day during the week. Um, but it always falls off her and it gets so frustrating that she just doesn't wear it. And it's not something that, that we are really pushing for yet. So, yeah, so I would agree. Whatever you do, make sure that like, if your girls are covering that they understand why they're doing it. Because I remember as, you know, a six or seven year old going to the grocery store with my family and people would come up and ask me, I don't know why they didn't ask my mom, but they'd say, why, why are you wearing that? And I don't know what I would have done if I didn't know. <laughs> so like when, when we were wearing it, you know, we had the scriptures memorized, we had an answer for why we did it. And I think it could get messy if you don't, it'd be very confusing. Okay. And I think our last question here is something that I have heard before, and we actually received an email um, from a sister in California, and she said that this is something that she hears often, is that the head covering, is it a salvation issue? I mean, if it's not, why do it? Like, there are more important things to be worrying about than a piece of cloth on your head. I mean, like, this is what people are saying. So, um, and I know we don't want to, you know, I don't want this to get to, you know, theological with us sisters. I mean, we're just kind of sharing our opinions on head covering. Um, But is that something you guys have ever heard? Like if it's not really a salvation issue, why even do it? Why bring it up? Right. So, I mean, I haven't heard it about the head covering specifically that I can recall, um, but I definitely have heard it about a lot of other issues. And I... I think it's important for us Christians to get to the place where we are wanting to do everything we can to please our Father. Um, And so that is seeking opportunities to show your obedience. And um, so I, I would say, you know, why would you not do it if you see it in the scriptures? Even if it's not a salvation issue, like the Bible mentions it for a reason. Um, And I want to make sure I'm at a place where if I see something, I'm going to be like, Lord, I want to obey. And I want to, I want to do everything I can to please you. Um, I, I really, really don't know whether um, head covering is a salvational issue. But there's one thing I do know is um, to love the Lord is to obey his commands. And I also know that um, every scripture in the Bible is, is, was God-breathed. And it is important for instruction and for correction and for rebuking and for me since I love the Lord I want to try as much as possible to obey his scripture that 
are there purposefully for correcting and teaching me and for rebuking me. So it's not about whether it's a salvational issue or it's not. Of course, there are very many important things. And yes, they are all written in the Bible. And we try as much as possible to obey the Bible. And so that we can show our father that we love him. Because when we love our father, we obey him. We obey his commands. So that's how I would really respond to such a question. I don't have like a clear view whether it is salvation or not salvation. All I know is I love my father and I want to obey him. Yeah. And I really like, so the sister who sent me um, the email, she was saying sometimes how she explains it to people is, you know, you have a puzzle and each thing in scripture is just a piece of this puzzle. And if you keep removing the puzzle pieces, well, you're missing the picture. You're missing, you're missing like the beauty of it. And, and so, you know, why, why remove those, those puzzle pieces? Let's just leave them there and, and enjoy, enjoy the picture. (laughs) Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful picture. Um, so one other thing about, you know, why do it is, there is so much power that comes with the head covering. I've seen it in my life and in my mother's life and sisters around me, um, you know, from one, just showing that you are submissive and under God, but also I think it's something that others around you see. And to have a symbol of that, that the world can see and recognize is incredible. Amen. Well, um, ladies, I really appreciate you coming on our podcast today. This has been so much fun to sit down and just discuss some of these things. And I am sure everybody has really enjoyed hearing from both of you. And it's been so interesting, Betty, um, to share some of your story, you know, just being a Ugandan sister and at university and um, just some of the trials that you have faced and, and how you've dealt with them. I think that this has been so good. And I know I'm encouraged by having you guys uh, share today. We're encouraged to. <laughs> We're encouraged to talk about the Lord's commands. I am excited always just to talk about what I see in the Bible. Yeah, amen to that. I really enjoyed hearing your guys' perspectives. Um, and to anyone who's listening, you know, what's important is that we're seeking God and doing what we know and trying with everything we have to please him. Um, So keep pursuing him and following him to the best of your knowledge. Amen. Well, if you guys have any questions or, um, yeah, just comments about today's podcast, you can send us an email at byourlove at gmail.com or you can look us up on Instagram. Uh, We're at podcast by our love. I'm going to try to get a picture of these two sisters (laughs) up on there. So um, share, share what the style head coverings they have. If you guys are curious, I'll put that on there. Some people like that, you know, I I don't know. So um, yeah, thanks so much for listening and uh, God bless you.